Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing our series today called According to the Pattern. And our text scripture is the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verses 8 through 9. It's God speaking to Moses, and he says, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. And another title I could give this series is God's Prophetic Pattern. Because the tabernacle gives us three stories. The first I call the pattern of the way. The second I call the pattern of the value. And the third I call the pattern of the time. And yesterday we began to speak about the pattern of the way. The pattern of the way begins at the gate. It's a journey of preparation. It's a straight path. And there's only one gate, and it's not easy to find. Remember, there's a linen fence about seven foot six inches high, according to the cubits. You cannot see around it, you cannot see over it, you cannot see under it, and you cannot go through it. You must find the gate. The gate is narrow, and the pathway is difficult. And there are few who find the gate. So where does this path take us? It seems it's the only way to get to the Father. Is it really the only way? Surely there must be another option. No, there is only one gate. And as we take our spiritual journey to receive the Lord, we need to find that gate and enter that gate. Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 through 2 begins to tell us our walk towards the Lord. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The only way to get to and find the gate is to have a heart of repentance. John's baptism is called the baptism of repentance. It's the first of four baptisms in the life pathway of a Christian. Many do not believe this baptism is a New Testament baptism, but I believe it is. Mark chapter 1 verse 4, John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Well, what is this baptism of repentance? Paul talked about it to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. If we read that backwards, we could say it this way. In order to be saved, we will need repentance, and in order to have repentance, we will need godly sorrow. So the word baptism means to be immersed. And I remember when the baptism of repentance came upon me, I was overwhelmed immersed with sorrow for my life and the things that I had done. My heart was crying out for a change that I could not produce. I was miserable, 
and could not find myself or the person I wanted to be. This baptism of repentance brought me to the narrow gate. I was seeking help, and it brought me to this difficult place. Do I enter in? Do I see what's on the other side? Do I really want help? Well, I did, and I entered, and someone met me at the gate. And here's my story of the way. His name was Jesus. He took me to the next stop on the path, and it was the brazen altar as I was headed west. I was told by the priest at the brazen altar I had to die because of my sin. He instructed me to get on the brazen altar to be sacrificed. And that's because Romans chapter 6, verse 23 in the first part says, For the wages of sin is death. Jesus immediately spoke and said I had another choice. He said that if I would accept it, he would pay the price of death for my sins and I would not have to get on the altar. All I had to do was ask him and he would take my sin and he would give me his righteousness. What an offer. He said he would get on the altar for me and he would be the sacrifice for me. I was amazed. I said, yes, Lord, I accept. And here's what the second half of Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So right before my eyes, Jesus gave himself up. He was killed and sacrificed on the altar. I was shocked, saddened, and full of grief. I could not believe what just happened. I was trying to figure out what to do, but before I could grab a hold of what I experienced, he was alive again. He told me I was forgiven and all my sins were erased. All my sins had been paid for. Ha, that was really great. Well, as you know, I entered from the east and was headed west, and now all my sins were gone. They were removed far, far away farther than I could see or imagine. And it tells us that in Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Well, instantly I received the second baptism, which I call the baptism into the body of Christ. Because of what Christ did for me, I was now a part of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Somehow I knew I was a new creature, a new person, and all the old things had passed away. It was wonderful. I was now a part of his body, his saints on the earth. Suddenly I knew my life had meaning and purpose. I was not the same because I was born again. Well, then Jesus led me to the next stop on the path west. And we stopped at the brazen laver. Remember, the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verses 8 through 9, God spoke to Moses and said, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. So he led me to the next stop on the path. The brazen laver was a giant, solid brass bowl of water for cleansing. It was placed upon a stand, and the water was for the priests to wash their hands and feet. I could tell that in order to continue to travel west, we needed to be cleansed with the water. I thought Jesus was going to wash my hands and feet, but he told me this was something I had to do myself. You see, he washed us with his blood, but we wash ourselves with his word. The water is the word of God. 
It says that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Even though Paul was referring to a man and his wife in marriage, the heavenly example is Christ and his church. Jesus wants his church washed in the word of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32 says, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. It was all about growing in faith and in the knowledge of him. I like Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. It says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So, one, we must never forget we have been cleansed from our sins. And two, it's about renewing our mind to the word of God and having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. It says that in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This water, the word of God, is life-giving, refreshing, and everlasting. John chapter 4, verse 14, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. It has to do with separation and sanctification. It's growing and maturing in our service to him and in our godliness in life. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, But you, O man of God, Flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. The brazen laver represents the third baptism. That's the baptism in water. Jesus instructed his disciples to baptize the saints in water as a ceremony of declaration of who we are in him. We were first baptized with the baptism of repentance that brought us to him. He then paid for our sins through his sacrifice and by accepting his gift, he instantly baptized us into the body of Christ. That's the second baptism. We become his representatives, new creatures. We're born again, saints of God doing his work and sharing his love. Now he wants us to show the world through a special ceremony who we are, something that would express the death and burial for our own sins and also represent our resurrection through Christ by the sacrifice he made in our stead. Due to his payment, not only has he risen from the dead, but so have we. Death no longer has hold on us. This word baptism means immersed. It's not just our hands and feet, but all of us, every part of our being. We have been washed in the blood and cleansed by the continual washing of the water of the word. Yes, I accepted Jesus as my Lord on February 11th, 1979, and on May 7, 1979, I was water baptized, or immersed, in obedience to him. It was my declaration, my special ceremony, to share with and show my family and friends that I was now a new creature in Christ. I had made him the Lord of my life. I was now born again. 
a Christian with a life purpose to serve him. What a great day it was. This was something I did. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 through 15 says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Wow, so water baptism is a public display of Satan's defeat. This is why Jesus has instructed all of us to do this. However, even after my water baptism, in order to continue to travel west effectively, I knew I needed to stay in his word. I knew that consistent time in the word would be important for me to stay spiritually strong. Yes, there's a great pattern in the tabernacle of Moses, but our time is up. See you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.